Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of Torse Talk here at SG Torse. I'm your host, Matt LePan, and we are here continuing our conversations at Epic 2023 with our friends from EGIA and Contractor University. And today is a real special one. This is one that we're all very excited for. My guest probably doesn't need an introduction, but we'll do it anyways. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's an expert in the contracting industries, and he's a founding faculty member of Contractor University with EGIA. Again, probably doesn't need the introduction, but it's Weldon Long. And Weldon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We are very excited to have you on today. Matt, it's 100% my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. What we're going to talk about today is something that, again, I think that you're probably one of the foremost experts on here, and that is how to utilize media, whether it be social media, podcasting, whatever it might be, to help companies grow, right? Yeah. And there are so many people in the industry that they're scared yeah. of social media. They're scared of the word media in general because they think that that means they're going to be on the news or something. I've heard that <laughs> plenty. But it's really not as, as daunting as people think. So from your point of view, if somebody is looking to start up using media to help grow their contracting business, what is the first step they should take? Yeah, great question, Matt. And it is a difficult thing, especially for guys like me, a little long in the tooth. I'm 60 years old, so I'm not part of the, you know, kind of the young social media generation. The good news for us is the first step is just to recognize that you need to leverage social media. The really good news, there's people like you and younger people uh, that know this stuff, right? So the help is pretty easy to find. You and I were just talking before we went uh, on air here. Uh, We're starting a podcast on my speaking business, and my son who graduated from University of Colorado with a degree in audio engineering, you know, I don't understand that stuff, but he does. But there's there's just a ton of resources out there, and it's pretty affordable, you know. Right. I mean, we've hired a ton of consultants on, you know, uh, social media. I use a company actually based here in Las Vegas, Pixel Pop Media. I've been working with them for years, and they handle all my all the social media stuff. We have another company in Colorado that does uh, the Facebook ads for us and stuff. But the multimedia thing. And I think this is your point. Like, it's critical. Like, you got to get hip to it. And if you can't get hip to it yourself, like me, you got to find people who can. I'll give you a perfect example. I I own a company uh, called Rehash Leads. It's an automated lead management system. And we produce a ton of videos that contractors can use to stay in touch with their homeowners. You know, we use those same videos. Like, when we book an appointment for a sales call, the first thing we do is send them a three-minute video on five things to look for when hiring a good contractor. So before we get to the house, they're, they're hearing from us. And I'm talking about these are the things you should be looking for. So that's a version of, uh, I guess that's more of a one-to-one, not so much social media, but more of a one-to-one. But you got, you got to get clued into the social media. We use Facebook. Everybody knows the power of SEO and SEM, stuff that you have mm-hmm. to do. you got to wake up to the digital world. And if you're an old goat like me, that's fine because there's lots of young guys like Matt that can help you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not, you know, it's not like you're throwing away your traditional marketing. This is adding onto it and supplementing with it. And, you know, I love the point that you made of, you don't have to do it yourself. I think everybody gets scared to hire somebody out to do it, but there are companies that specialize in, whether it be social or SEM or digital marketing or video. Right now, video is so big and it's not as hard as people think. I think everyone gets scared that they are gonna be broadcast to millions of people around the world. You don't need to do that. You need to get to your customer base and it's actually really easy to do. Yeah, I, I think the video part of the whole multimedia thing, the social media is critical. Uh, people are looking for short, sweet videos, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's TikTok, we all know, you know, or Facebook, a little bit longer version maybe. 
But really, like, I mean, just, just think about it. Like, when you click on a video, the first thing I do is see how long it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's five or six or seven minutes, or God forbid, 35 minutes, Goodbye. I'm probably not watching it. I'm looking for 60-second, 90-second things that, you know, and, and maybe that's just the surface mindset of the digital age. I don't know. But, like, I want my information. Like, I'll go to YouTube, for example, and I have a, a like, I'm big into off-roading and mm-hmm. RVing, uh, big into Ferraris. I have a couple of those. And so I watch these channels. And I'm mind-boggled sometimes that just, just show me the baby. Just give me the information. Yes. Like, this is why the F8 is, is it, it's the, the last mid-engine V8 Ferrari's making. Tell me why that's important, right? But they'll say, well, I was thinking about shooting a video today. We're out here in my garage, and my wife told me she was mad at me. And they'll go on for 10 minutes. Whatever you say in the title, that's what I get to it fast, yes. right? So if you're, if you're producing content like that for your customers, you got to get to the point. Don't bore people with the stuff they don't care about. You just got to get to the point. If I shoot a video, here's three reasons you should change your filters every month. Shoot a video in 90 seconds, here's three reasons. It doesn't need to be 90 minutes, 90 seconds. Right. Short and sweet to the point. Yeah, and it's like that for any form of media. If you're doing, uh, you know, call it an Instagram reel, 60 seconds, probably yeah. too long. TikTok, 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up a filter and show how gross it is and say, this is reason number one. Get right, right to it because if you, like you said, there's nothing worse than the, the video or the podcast or whatever that, well, you know, today it's a beautiful day in Las Vegas. It's about 56 no, I've already and, turned and, it off. And when you started this podcast, you got straight to the point. Here's the guest. Here's what we're going to talk about. Let's go. There wasn't a bunch of superfluous, flowery bullshit. I mean, it was just you exactly. got to the point. Yeah. And, that. and that's what I think a lot of people are missing on. They think they totally. need to tell this elaborate story. And I think you, you do a terrific job in, in a lot of different things that you do. And can you kind of tell people how you got to this? Because I know it takes practice of telling a story, but being succinct. Because yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. But how do you work on that? And how that's, do you improve a, that? That's a great question. So for your audience that doesn't know my background, I spent 13 years in prison. I was a high school dropout. I was homeless. I was all these crazy things. And at 39 years old, I was in a homeless shelter after getting into prison the last time and had to rebuild my life from there. As my life got better, I, I made a lot of changes, obviously, and we don't have time to get into all that, but you can read The Upside of Fear if you want the whole backstory. story. Uh, but in 2007, so four years after I was out, what happened is some competitors in the contracting industry were trying to leverage my story against me. They were trying to uh, basically extort me, like get out of the business or we're gonna you know, expose you to the world. Well, they did, and my, my mugshot from 20 years earlier was in the front page of our newspaper in our little town. My criminal record was right there in the newspaper, and it was for two years, three years after our competitors. If they were to call before we were, we would see my criminal record. So I, I learned that I have to tell my own story. Right. And so when I decided to write my first book, The Upside of Fear, my thinking was, okay, no one's ever going to extort me and try to blackmail me again about my story. I'm going <laughs> to write a book about it, and there's, just, there's nothing to hide. You know, like it's all out there, and it literally is all out there. Right? I said, hoping my life is literally an open book. But when I started doing that, I started reading books about how to write a book. Mm-hmm. I was a ninth grade dropout. I don't know how to write a book. Right. And so I wrote, read books about writing a book. Like, how do you write a book? And one of the things that jumped out of me, Matt, that just blew me away, is everything you write, go back and get rid of every prepositional phrase. Oh, yeah. And it'll cut your content by half, but it'll be 100 times more impactful. And so when I did that, my, my first book came out, it was... Uh, 
New York Book Festival's Best Autobiography of the Year, Writer's Digest Best Book of the Year. I mean, yep. won a ton of awards. And, and so I learned, like, wow, when you're telling a story, get rid of the bullshit. Like, get rid of the prepositional phrases. Get rid of the per- parenthetical stuff. Just, you know, show me the baby. Tell me the facts. And I've learned that that also translates into video production. Yes. Just you got to get to the point. Get rid of all the, the ancillary stuff and get to the potatoes, the meat and the potatoes. And like you said, it makes it easier for you producing the content. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to tell this elaborate story. Nobody gives a shit. Right. Just, what's the point? This is my filter. This is your filter. It looks like this. Change it every 30 days. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And what I think is great about that and a point you just made, it goes to writing a book, but it also goes to preparing for a video. Yeah. The biggest thing about any sort of media, written, spoken, video content, you need to prepare. Yeah. And if you are going to do a video, write out what you think you're going to say. Don't do it like a script. Write what you think you're going to say. Then go back, wait five, ten minutes, go back over it and look at it and pare it down. Take out all the, all the nonsense that you're talking about. Is that kind of a, a practice that you've done in the past? And do you think that would help people who are starting out to get into more media stuff? A hundred percent. You've got to, one of the things I learned from, uh, there's a guy who's a very well-known uh, media guy, uh, Brendan Burchard. He's all over mm-hmm. you know, the internet. He's a big, kind of a disciple of Tony Robbins, really sharp guy. He's built a great business. And, and he always talks about that. Like you start your video and the first thing you say is, I produced this video because. Mm-hmm. And if you force yourself to do that, I produced this video because I want you to know why you should change your filter every 30 days. It forces you to get to the point. Right. Because people turn, turn the mic on, they turn the camera like, hey, so I'm thinking about shooting a video. And <laughs> like, if you ever watch a Facebook Live, people go on like for 10 minutes. Oh, like, like just, I produced this video because I want to give you some great content that'll help you grow your business. And then here's the three things. Mm-hmm. Like, just cut to the chase. You know, so it's absolutely, it's, it's part of writing a book. I've written three books, including a New York Times bestseller. And all of my books are precise and to the point, right? There's not a bunch of flowers. Like, here's the point. Here's the message. And we're not going to try to create extra words. I'll give you an example. I've been speaking and training, consulting in our industry for, for 20 years. And sometimes and a client will say, well, we want you to speak for three hours. Or whatever. And I'm like, or maybe it's a whole day, whatever. And I say, well, I, I speak until the content's done. Yep. I don't put an arbitrary time amount. I'm not going to drag it out and bore the shit out of people. Like, if I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about, when I'm done talking about it, when I feel like I've explained it, you know, I'm done. So I can't tell you what time it's going to end. I'm not going to drag it out for three more hours to make you feel like you got more value for your money. The value's in the content, you know. So it's just, you know, you make your point and you're done. It's quality over quantity, right? It's, it, absolutely. it's the same thing that you would say in your work, right? You can charge somebody for an hour if you're out there in the contract business. You can charge them for an hour. If your guy finishes in 25 minutes, you're still charging for the hour, but guess what? You're on to the next job, and the other guy who's maybe looking at it and saying, well, if you're charging for an hour, make sure you're there for an hour. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. No, get in, get out, and get the job done. And the homeowner doesn't want you to stay there longer than you need to. They've got a life, too. I've got a video on YouTube. Uh, it's got over 100,000 views now. And it's, uh, you can go to YouTube and just Google Weldon Long Power Plant. And it's a video on that you get paid for what you know, not for what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's the key thing for us. When you go in, you diagnose that system, you, you, you give that recommendation to the homeowner, you're getting paid for years of experience, the years of education, those expensive tools on your belt. It's not about what you're doing. You're getting paid for what you know. And so the homeowner doesn't care how long you're there. 
if you drag it out to try to make it feel like they're getting a better value, you're going to annoy them. They don't want you there. They got a life. Yeah. And if they're watching your content, it's the same thing. They don't want to, you know, these homeowners are going to go out there and they're going to search for people that are, are doing things like this. Right. And if you're out there talking about your nephew who graduated from high school, who now <laughs> works for you, nobody cares. They, nobody want to, they want to know why they want to buy from you. Hey, Zig Ziglar said, the sweetest sound you'll ever hear is the sound of your own name. People only care about themselves, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's, We're all motivated by self-interest. And when you're in a, a relationship in marketing and sales and media, People want to know what's in it for them. That was Zig Ziglar's W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Love it. Yeah. And one thing, you know, you've mentioned a few different platforms, Facebook, YouTube, you know, we've talked Instagram, TikTok. When you create a piece of content, how important is it to cross share, right? Make sure that you have it on all the different platforms and you don't even really have to tweak it too much other than to just make it in the correct format. How important is that? And is that as hard as people think it is? No, it's not hard at all. In fact, and this is coming from a guy who's, again, an older generation. Um, I've got a wonderful friend of mine, Marina Patina. She owns a company here in Las Vegas that does marketing and social media. And when we do uh, a video of whatever sort, I don't know what the platform she uses, but it it distributes to all the various Mm -hmm. platforms, right? Why would you not want to leverage that content to every conceivable possible platform. You want it out there as many people. I mean, some people use TikTok, some people use YouTube, some people use Facebook, whatever. You gotta have it everywhere. It's critically important to have it everywhere. It is, and again, like you said, it's not hard. There are programs we use, you know, for example, the one that I use, Hootsuite. Yeah, well, that's what she uses, Hootsuite. That's the one she uses. Yep, and so I can post to and connect up to 20 different platforms all at once and share it all out. That's crazy. And all you have to do is you click through and you change, and whether you want to tag something up here or change Mm -hmm. the link there or whatever, it's not as hard as people think. And I think that's kind of what what you and I are here to tell them is it's very important. It's critically important as especially younger generations are starting to buy homes and need your services. They're not going to read... Nope. Your story. They're they getting want all to their hear information. And see your story. They're getting all their information from short videos from TikTok. They're not going to watch a ten minute video. Absolutely. And maybe that's uh, uh, you know the breakdown in our culture. Maybe it's not as good as it used to be. Whatever you can think, whatever you want. But it is what it is, as they say. And mm-hmm. the bottom line: if you want to be effective in your marketing, you got to have short, sweet uh, messages. And one of the things I've learned too: there's a great video on YouTube. It's called "This Is Water." And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was, it was a, a high school commencement address that this guy gave. And he passed away shortly thereafter. But somebody took the audio of it and they put it with a bunch of B-roll about just images that kind of back up what he's saying. Right. And it's got like a gazillion, like millions of views. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, like, if you got a message, I'm looking here at your board, you got your audio board here and your mics and all that stuff. Like, you can record it. You don't have to be on camera. Like, you can record the audio and put up images, mm-hmm. right? This is Water video has millions of views, and you never see the guy who's actually talking. Right. He's dead. Right. Right? So somebody recorded the audio, and they put this, like, the guy was genius in what he said in terms of pers- perspective on life. And, you know, we always look at life from our eyes, and you don't look at it from, from the other guy's perspective. It's a great video. Check it out. But it's like, he's not even the video. Right. It's just images over his voice. It's brilliant. You know, it's funny because you bring that up and that's the biggest fear of people, I think, is, 
oh, I don't, I don't want people to see me. Right. I don't want, I don't want them to know what I look like. I don't. You don't have to. Take take an audio clip. Yep. You know, I have I have microphones and a soundboard here. I also have one that attaches to my iPhone. Buy the one that attaches to your iPhone. Talk, listen through it, cut out whatever you don't want, post it with a couple of videos. Put your logo over the top of it. Put a picture of your trucks over the top of it. Picture of you know Genius. if you if you got it from your you got the company from your dad and there's a picture of you with with him in you know 1975. Here's a picture <laughs> of it. That's all you need to do, and then you cross share it, and all of a sudden you're looked at as like a media savvy person without right. having to do all that much. Well, and, and, and that's a great point, Matt. But the whole thing is, is uh, I read recently. That 85% of people put as much trust in a Google review as they do a personal referral from a friend. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That shows you how powerful multimedia digital space is. And the reality is people are going to check you out. I don't care if you're an HVAC company or for me, a writer and a speaker. People are going to Google you. Mm-hmm. And the more stuff you have out there, the more experienced, the more qualified you seem. I do keynotes all over the country for different organizations from giant Fortune 50 companies to small mom and pop HVAC companies. But if you go and you Google Weld and Long, you're going to see 15 pages of good shit, right? Because we've just put so much content out over the years. Mm-hmm. If you Google our HVAC company, Peak Home Performance in Colorado, you're going to, we just, we're, we're pumping content out constantly because people are going to Google you. Right. That's what they do. Like you can't even date anybody without getting Google anymore. Nope. They're gonna they're gonna check you out online. Exactly. So you better have some stuff out there because if you don't show up, it makes you look small. It makes you look unprofessional. It makes you look like you're, you know, you're just not a very good uh, company or whatever. You gotta have a social media presence, and you got all it takes is just produce content. Don't worry about the quality of it. Uh, this is the analogy I use a lot when I when I write. People I've done many writers conferences over the years, and people say, how do you, how do you write a book? I have three books halfway written. I'm like, you write a book by writing a book. Yeah. You, you write, <laughs> right? So when I write a book, 60,000 words is the average business book. I've written three of them, so I know. And I'll take 30 days, and I write 2,000 words a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't go play golf. I don't go to the pool. I don't go to the beach. I'll go to Maui. Right. But I don't do no, no fun stuff until those 2,000 words are done. Sometimes those 2,000 words are done by 8 in the morning. Sometimes it's 4 in the afternoon. But I don't get up until the 2,000 words are there. Right, and some days the two thousand words are brilliant. I'm like, man, I wrote some good shit. Other days, like, that's ridiculous. That's terrible. You, you figure that out later. <laughs> yep. Just start producing content. Produce the freaking content. And when it's amazing to me, I'll, I'll I'll do some some training videos, and they look like crap, and my son will edit them. It's like that's really funny, you know. Like yep. he'll 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 take little excerpts, like of me slamming a book down. And like do it four times. And just it's just the editing makes it funny. Right. Just produce the freaking content. There's so many people out there that will edit the content and post it for you. Just mm-hmm. produce something. Absolutely. And you know, I think we could we could chat for hours on this stuff, but I encourage everyone, go check out some of Weldon's work. He does amazing work. Again, not only New York Times bestseller, writer, you know, working on business and all that. This is someone who's in our industry. Business owner, HVAC expert, has massive companies that he runs and they do content as well. Yep. His work speaks for itself and we are so grateful that you would take some time out here, Weldon, yeah. and come on to our stock. It's been incredible. Like I said, we could probably talk for hours, but 
what we've had here is, is going to be so impactful for folks who are looking for a start. And we really appreciate you taking the time. Matt, it's 100% my pleasure. Uh, I enjoy your work, and I know who you are too. <laughs> so it's a mutual admiration society here. And I just appreciate what you're doing. And it's just a real pleasure to sit down and chat with you for a minute. I've enjoyed it. We want to thank Weldon again. We want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. It's been some really great content, so make sure you go back, you listen through it, and like Weldon said, just start producing the content. I want to thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you can find it, you can find us. Just search Taurus Talk. Follow along on social media for updates from SG Taurus. And as always, check out our podcast on our website or on our I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Taurus Talk.